RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. A top microbiologist criticizes the government over its failure to secure hotels to use as isolation facilities. A district councillor urges credit card companies to waive chargeback fees for customers seeking a refund because firms have gone out of business. And imported cases drive a spike in new coronavirus cases on the mainland. A leading microbiologist, Ho Pak Lang, has accused the government of inaction for failing to secure hotels as isolation facilities for close contacts of COVID-19 patients. Damon Pang reports. Health officials decided last week to send those in quarantine home four days early to complete the 14-day process from home after they have tested negative for the virus. This is intended to free up space at quarantine centres. But Dr. Ho says this is not the best arrangement and the government should have gotten more quarantine centre capacity. The Hong Kong University scholar also said on an RTHK radio programme that the daily outbreak of more than 200 cases in Singapore shows how quickly the situation can change in an epidemic. He stressed that people must stop fantasising that the coronavirus will go away when summer comes, given what's happening elsewhere in the region in hot countries. Democratic Party District Councillor Raymond Yoon has called on credit card companies to waive chargeback fees for customers seeking a refund because firms have gone out of business. The party received more than 2,400 complaints involving $16 million after two travel agencies, WeFly and GoGoGo Travel, closed down late last month. The responsibility of the current situation is not on the consumers. If the consumer has to suffer the loss of those merchants because of the go bankrupt, and at the same time, the bank or those credit cards charge them at the same time, so it is like double loss for the consumer. And I do think the bank or the credit card company should take a more responsibility and to help the consumer to get back their rights. Mr. Yun urged affected customers to seek a chargeback as early as possible because there's a time limit. He also said that as the economy sours, more consumers could find themselves in similar situations and using credit cards could offer some protection. A grassroots concern group has urged the authorities to provide subsidies for the unemployed, saying the pandemic means many are working fewer hours or have lost their jobs completely. The CSSA Alliance, polling 250 citizens living in the Samseipo and Yaoqimong districts, over 70% of respondents say they think the government's plan to subsidize companies' parts of workers' wages does little, if anything, to prevent employers from sacking people. Around half also say they won't apply for social security assistance, even if they're fired, despite a recent relaxation in the scheme's eligibility requirements. The group also found that most of the 50 owners of catering SMEs that it polled think the government's subsidies for worker wages can't help to prevent job cuts or business closures. Around two dozen of those polled said they've considered or have already started firing staff or are thinking of closing down their business and the government subsidies won't change their mind. Johnson Lowe, who operates a food production factory, says the government subsidies came too late to help small businesses stay afloat. We don't have sales. <laughs> Even though we maintain all sorts of uh, employees with us, where are we going to get money to sustain? That's the problem. Maybe for one or two months that can help us to get extra cash to pay for our employees. But if our business cannot sustain for another one or two months, it's not going to help because it just starts to apply, let's say, June, and then we get the money by July. It's too late. You know, every day we spend money. So we just sit there and wait for your funding. It's ridiculous. It's just too long. 
The mainland has reported the highest number of new daily coronavirus cases in nearly six weeks, driven by a rise in infected travellers arriving from overseas. A total of 108 new coronavirus cases were reported yesterday, up from 99 a day earlier and marking the highest number of cases since 143 cases were reported in early March. The National Health Commission said 98 of the new cases were imported involving people entering China from another country. The total number of confirmed cases in the mainland now stands at 82,160, with the death toll rose rising by 2 to 3,341. Overseas, a senior European Union official has urged member states to buy stakes in companies to shield them from Chinese takeovers. The competition commissioner, Margaret Vestager, told the Financial Times newspaper that steep falls in share prices caused by the coronavirus pandemic had made businesses vulnerable. She said Chinese rivals could seize upon such opportunities. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The two European countries worst hit by the coronavirus pandemic, Italy and Spain, are beginning to ease some of their lockdown measures. Infection rates appear to be slowing and the governments in Rome and Madrid are keen to revive their economies. More details from the BBC's Damien McGuinness. This could be a key week for Europe, as some countries look at slowly easing restrictions. Today, Spain will allow people in industries such as manufacturing and construction to go back to work. And tomorrow, Italy will also let more businesses reopen. The government there says loosening restrictions is crucial for the economy and for people's psychological health. In both countries, there will be strict safety guidelines in firms to limit the spread of infection. And Spain will hand out millions of masks to workers. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is recuperating at his official country retreat after spending a week in hospital suffering from COVID-19. Yesterday, Britain became the fifth country to register more than 10,000 deaths. Mr Johnson paid tribute to the National Health Service for saving his life, calling it the beating heart of Britain. I want to pay my own thanks to the utterly brilliant doctors, leaders in their fields, uh, men and women, but several of them for some reason called Nick who took some crucial decisions a few days ago, for which I will be grateful for the rest of my life. I want to thank the many nurses, men and women, whose care has been so astonishing. In Japan, the authorities are rushing to house homeless people who normally spend the night inside internet cafes, many of which have now closed because of coronavirus restrictions. The BBC's Will Leonardo has the details. The coronavirus state of emergency in Japan has highlighted a unique problem. While the country officially has a low homeless rate compared with many other developed nations, the ubiquitous internet cafes have become a common destination for those without secure housing. They're often open around the clock and many feature private booths and showers and an endless supply of entertainment, including manga books and games. But with businesses ordered to close in several cities, many of those who rely on them are having to be rehoused. In Tokyo, where officials estimate there were over 4,000 so-called internet cafe refugees, hotel rooms have been provided. In neighbouring Saitama, officials have repurposed a sports hall for 200 people. Oil-producing countries around the world have agreed a record cut in output in an effort to end a price war sparked by Russia and Saudi Arabia. OPEC and other major exporters will slash output by about a tenth of global supplies. The BBC's Samir Hashmi reports from Dubai. According to the new agreement, the oil cartel known as OPEC Plus will cut production by 9.7 million barrels per day. 
The group had initially proposed to reduce output by 10 million barrels per day, but Mexico stalled the deal after it opposed the production cuts it was asked to make. A compromise was reached during the emergency meeting on Sunday, with Mexico allowed to slash a quarter of the amount it had initially been asked to reduce. OPEC Plus will cut production from the 1st of May, with the deal extending through the end of June. The curbs will then be eased gradually until April 2022. Sports men and women have been doing their bit in the battle against the coronavirus and in partnership with the UN, some have sent their me- this message to mark the International Day of Sports Development and Peace. We cannot miss much of our lives. We have to be united and responsible. We have to help each other and to not forget about the most vulnerable communities around the world. We stand together in solidarity. From moving us away from those we love the most. Together. Let's adopt simple gestures. Together, let's respect the confinement advised by our authorities. And together, we will win the matter of our lives. One of the legends of motor racing, Sterling Moss, has died at the age of 90. He'd been suffering from a severe chest infection. During his professional career, he won 16 Formula One Grand Prix and was runner-up in the World Drivers' Championship four times in a row. He raced many sorts of cars and never lost his passion for the track. Former F1 champion Damon Hill said Sterling Moss was one of the most talented drivers the world had ever seen. So I think he was um, a, uh, a pure seat of the pants driver who threw himself and relied on his instincts. He was very, very uh, aware of what he was doing as a driver. It was an incredibly dangerous period of racing um, and he'd somehow managed to work out the risk-reward ratio somehow and, um, and, um, and knew he had to survive but at the same time was prepared to take quite big risks. Uh, Golf 15-time major winner Tiger Woods says he can't help feeling like the green jacket he claimed for winning the Masters last year doesn't belong in his locker anymore. Woods said it felt odd not to be in full training for a major and to be keeping the winner's jacket for another seven months. To end the news, our top stories once again. A top microbiologist criticizes the government over its failure to secure hotels to use as isolation facilities. A district councillor urges credit card companies to waive chargeback fees for customers seeking a refund because firms have gone out of business and imported cases drive a spike in new coronavirus cases on the mainland. The news from RTHK. Cheers, Bea. A very good afternoon. It is an special extended holiday morning brew through Tell 2. Playing you some of the greatest hits of music.
Vanessa Paradis, then Be My Baby. Do you remember she had that hit, uh, Jola Taxi, and then famously went on to uh, date Lenny Kravitz? I guess that was 90s, was it? I'm sure she's moved on since then.